Welcome back to Travels with Alicia. In this episode, we're going to talk about Baltimore. Baltimore is the most populated city in Maryland. It's not the capital, which is Annapolis, but I would definitely say it has the most variety of things to do for tourists. It's not a state that most people are really familiar with. So if you were to say Texas or Florida, I think everyone will envision kind of where those states are and even probably know the shape of those states. Not so much for the state of Maryland. So I will say that both of my parents grew up in Maryland. So I will share a little bit about Maryland and Baltimore with you and kind of tell you some of my experiences as we we go through this. So Maryland is a very strange-looking state. It looks like a person lying down with their legs kind of hanging over a cliff. It borders many, many other states. So Pennsylvania, Delaware, Virginia and West Virginia, and even Washington, D.C. So it's long and narrow. And where the, the legs that are hanging over that edge there, they're surrounded by water. And so you'll have the Chesapeake Bay, the Potomac River, and the Atlantic Ocean. You can find Baltimore basically sitting right at the bend where the legs start to hang over. And it's on a direct line. So if you look at a direct line between New York City, then you'll hit Philadelphia, then you'll hit Baltimore and Washington, D.C. So if you're from the area, you can easily drive to Baltimore. But if you're coming from a distance and you're visiting either Washington, D.C. or New York City, Baltimore is somewhere you can get to very easily without a car. And if you get off at the Amtrak station in Baltimore, you can easily get a taxi or Uber because everything's within two to three miles at the most. So I want you to consider Baltimore for a destination, and I'll tell you why. So what's Baltimore known for? Let's start with food. They are known for great seafood. Number one is blue crabs. And so if you haven't had these before, they're basically whole crabs that get steamed, and they come in different sizes. The the larger, the better. And a lot of times they'll have Old Bay seasoning on them. They're primarily in the summer months, and you'll find them at festivals. People basically buy bushels, which are large baskets of crabs, for family feasts. And I grew up with my extended family doing these kind of crab feasts, and they're a lot of fun. It's a lot of work to get the crab out, but it's a lot of fun. They're also known, Baltimore's known for crab cakes, which happen, that happens to be my favorite food. So I will tell you, you will, if you go to Baltimore, There'll be many a places around the harbor that you can get fantastic crab cakes. And I'm not talking about crab flavoring or, you know, crab cakes that have shredded crab and a lot of bread filling. I'm talking about delicious lump crab cakes. Highly recommend trying that if you come to Baltimore. There's also some desserts they're well known for. My favorite is the snowball. And it's, you know, every area has their own version of this. Um, a snowball is actually a little coarser than shaved ice, and they serve it with syrups on it. So chocolate's a very common one. There's like a like an egg custard syrup or a blood orange, and they even put on things like marshmallow fluff on top. 
So it's wonderful if you're here in the summer. A lot of these are not open year-round, but snowballs are very, very popular in the Baltimore area. The most famous cake is a Smith Island cake, and it's like eight to ten layers. It's layered with chocolate and has peanut butter cups all over the top. So you might see that somewhere if you're in the area. What else is Baltimore known for? Sports. They're really sports crazy. And Michael Phelps is from Baltimore and Babe Ruth. A lot of famous people are from Baltimore. Jada Pickett-Smith, Anna Ferris, David Hasselhoff, even Edgar Allan Poe. And his house has been turned into a museum. So if you're a fan of Edgar Allan Poe, you can visit where he, he lived and, and see some of his works and stuff. Another interesting thing about Baltimore is that, you know, maybe many of you have seen House of Cards. House of Cards was actually filmed in Baltimore, and it was used as a stand-in for Washington, D.C. And I do have an interesting story. So our family, we have a family farm in Maryland, and it's not too far from Baltimore. And one of the producers contacted my father and wanted to use the farm for the farm scenes in House of Cards. And so he did not tell us the time. He was hoping to surprise us when the episodes came out. Um, Unfortunately, the producers went with a farm that was much closer to where they were filming other scenes. But that would have been really fun for us to have that surprise. It's a shame that didn't work out. Okay, let's get back to, like, what can you do as a tourist and what can you see in Baltimore? The most important thing to do is to go to the Inner Harbor. This is the number one area where almost all the tourist attractions are. So if you go there, you're going to find that there's beautiful hotels and restaurants all around the harbor, and there'll be ships in the harbor. So the SS Constellation is there, and that was from the Civil War. There's also submarines, and there's like Coast Guard cutters, and you can tour these ships. So there's a lot of historic ships in the harbor. You can also just go out on day cruises. They have like dinner cruises and things like that, just to to ride around the harbor. The National Aquarium, the Baltimore National Aquarium, is in the Inner Harbor, and that's the most visited attraction in Baltimore. It's huge. It's five stories high. Um, It has a rainforest. In addition to the aquarium, it's, it's really, really wonderful. So if you're in the Inner Harbor, I would suggest definitely doing the aquarium. That's one of their better attractions. There's a, there's the Maryland Science Center, and that has a planetarium and um, an observatory. There's the Port Discovery Children's Museum. All these things are right in the harbor there so that you can do them all. One thing that I know a lot of people love to do is go to Oriole Park. That's the baseball stadium. It's basically a block off the inner harbor, and it's Oriole Park at Camden Yards. And this used to be actually a railroad yard, which they turned into a baseball park. And you can go on tours of it and learn the history. But Baltimore is known for basically building the ship shipping industry and the railroads. And so there is a huge museum called the B&O Railroad Museum. The B&O Railroad was part of Monopoly, so you might know it that way. But this museum is I don't think it's very far. It's less than 10 minutes from the Inner Harbor. And if you're into railroads or you love this type of history, it's one of the best museums. It's very large, and there's, like, many trains inside that you can actually go in and see. 
My grandfather actually worked for the B&O Railroad, and I have not seen this museum. So I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm going to definitely get there next time um, and make a point of seeing that museum. But I've heard wonderful things, so make a point of doing that. The last place I'll mention that you really should visit if you're in the Inner Harbor is the American Visionary Art Museum. It's about two blocks off the Inner Harbor. It is not like any other art museum. These artists are self-taught, and it's really creative. They make art out of lots of things. It's more sculptures than just, like, paintings. And I think if you appreciate that kind of art, you'll really enjoy it. Um, I loved it. I thought it was fun. It's not extremely large, but I would say it's worth going to. So when you're finished with everything that you want to do in the Inner Harbor, take a water taxi over to Fells Point. You actually could walk it as well, but the water taxi is a lot more fun. This is a historic waterfront neighborhood. There's tons of boutique shopping. They have like a little Italy. It was once a bustling shipbuilding port. It was home to Frederick Douglass, and he was the first African-American to own a shipyard. This area also has the city's oldest bar. It's called the Horse You Came In On Saloon. And it was rumored to be the last place that Edgar Allan Poe stopped before his mysterious disappearance. This area has cobblestones. It's just a wonderful neighborhood to walk around. Also, my favorite hotel is here. It's called the Sagamore Pendry Baltimore. And it has an amazing pool that overlooks the harbor. And it's rather new and really modern and trendy. They even have like vending machines with like champagne in them. So if it, it's quite expensive, but if you can afford it, I would definitely recommend staying there. Another top hotel that's also very expensive in the area is the Four Seasons. They also have a pool on the waterfront, and it's gorgeous. The whole area also has many other hotels, pretty much all the standard chains, such as Marriott, the Intercontinental. They're all in the Inner Harbor area and Fells Point area. But if you're looking for something that's a little bit different, there are also hotels such as the Kimpton Hotel Monaco and Hotel Indigo, which are a little less expensive. These are off a block or two from the main center, but there are also gorgeous hotels. Baltimore also has great art museums. So when you're done with the waterfront areas, you can take a two to three minute taxi ride and hit both museums. One is called the Walter Art Museum, and it's free. It's closed Monday and Tuesdays, but this is a very large museum and definitely worth a visit. Second is the Maryland Museum of Art. This is also free, and it holds the world's largest collection of works by Matisse. So if you are a big fan of hitting art museums, there's two fantastic ones, just a few-minute ride from the Inner Harbor. Finally, the last and probably most important thing that you should visit while you're in Baltimore is take a taxi. It's about three miles from the Inner Harbor and visit the Fort McHenry National Monument. This was built here in the 1800s to protect the whole harbor. And then in 1814, it was stood 24 hours of complete bombardment by British fleets. There was also 10 warships in the harbor shooting rockets. And this area, Fort McHenry, defended 
our freedom in this area from that location. This was such an important site that it inspired the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. Not sure if you caught that, but the outro music for my episode was actually inspired by the Star Spangled Banner as well. And my producer just came back and told me that I have the most authentic Baltimore accent that he's ever heard. So I think I was really keeping it real. I really hope you've enjoyed the episode. Thanks again, and stay tuned for more Travels with Alicia. Mm-hmm.